At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What's up? Welcome in. It is here, finally, Super Bowl week. Yep, this uh, next Sunday, Super Bowl 56. We'll kick off. We've got a week full of coverage, of course, here on VSN and on The Edge. Uh, today, Paul Stone's going to be with us. We'll get his thoughts of the big game coming up on Sunday. Also, though, a dynamic, dare I say, College Hoops handicapper, Paul Stone. Yeah. Get his thoughts on the Texas program, which I think has a little bit of a, a contest later today in the Big 12. Biggest game be. in College Hoops. Not that it's a big day in the College Hoops card for sure, because uh, this is not one of the, uh, the best days you're going to see in the month of uh, February for sure. But uh, there is a good game tonight in the Big 12, and that's Kansas at Texas. Paul Stone, not just a college football guy. He's got a bet on the Super Bowl and – He's uh, got thoughts on tonight's college hoops card. Don't you paint him in that corner. No. Um, with that, we move on. Now, Super Bowl 56 again is less than a week away now, but we haven't seen anything change here in terms of the line. If you've been paying attention to the market and paying attention to the network, you know what I'm about to say. Rams minus 4.5 with a total of 48.5. Nothing to change there. A majority, a vast majority of the handle is going to come in um, Thursday onward. So that's when you're going to start to see a shift, if any, and we'll see if that takes place as we are waiting now. Mm-hmm for these next few days until kickoff for Bengals and Rams. Nothing really to update, though. Uh, there's you know a lot of talk about the number for the first week, but the number really doesn't move. Typically, it moves the first day, yep. uh, maybe the first 24 to 48 hours. And then it just it stagnates for about a week and a half, and then uh, you're going to see some movement either in uh, the point spread, the money line, and the total this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday leading up to the game. So it's no surprise. You don't expect movement in this uh, dead period between in the week and a half. Um, <clears throat> that we're sitting in right now. So I, I think that uh, when the public starts to show up in town, Friday is when you're really going to start to see uh, Bengals money line action show up. And uh, you're probably going to start to see over the total money show up. Yep. And then uh, you'll have a good idea by Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, wh- where these numbers are going to go. Uh, I, th- I know some people who definitely think this total's headed back to 50. And that the uh, Rams are going to drop down to you know minus 180, minus 170 on the money line. And as I talked about last night on our opening line show. Last one of the season. That was our last one of the season from Circuit. Thanks to uh, Mitch Moss, Randy McKay, Doug Kazarian, and Dave Tooley for jumping on last night to talk Super Bowl props. But uh, one thing I'll say again is that instead of betting the Bengals, their current money line price is plus 175. 
bet Joe Burrow to be MVP. Yep. If you like the Bengals to win the game, you can get Burrow five to two odds plus two fifty right now to be MVP. If the Bengals win, I don't. It's hard to envision a scenario where Burrow is not the MVP. So you get plus two fifty instead of plus one seventy five. So that's the way I would play that. Yep, I completely agree with that. And again, you'd um, you could build up a case for the outside shots like an Aaron Donald, but I would need more. Uh, but we have plenty of time to break down the MVP market as the week goes along. But Aaron Donald, uh, you need a little bit more than that from me on the 16-1, to 1, but that's another popular play outside of Burrow. So with that, nothing else to update in terms of the markets, nothing else. We just saw killer Joe Burrow right now. Looks good on that Zoom call. I know that, uh, <laughs> that you're very excited to watch him take the field. And uh, You love that. Uh, the Joe the, Burrow, the killer? The cold-blooded killer. I may or may not be uh, getting on the, all right, let's, let's just play the game so we can like, get this over with kind of deal. The guy's really good, but let's pump the brakes on some of the comparisons that are being made a little bit. My guy, Matt Stafford, he's been there, okay? He's long in the tooth. He's fought to get to this point. He has. It took him 13 years to win a playoff game, but he's, he's here now. I don't appreciate yeah. what you're implying there, but uh, it's fine. Well, it's hey, fine. man, anybody who spends that many years with the Detroit Lions right. is probably going <laughs> to have trouble winning a playoff game. So it's not all on Matthew Stafford, obviously. He's, he played really well in the game at Tampa Bay. I've given him props for that. Uh, but this is where it counts. I was going to say uh, then, this week. But then again, Joe Burrow took a, a franchise also named after a jungle cat and that was stuck in mediocrity and uh, immediately <laughs> right in the playoffs his second year. So. Uh, that's true, too. All right. With that, now I want to go back to the weekend that was because we had uh, some interesting results in the NBA over the last two days, Matt Human. So depending on, of course, this always varies, right, where you get your closing numbers from and all of this stuff. This is from Dave Tooley. A few from Vegas, by the way. He was with us yesterday on opening lines, as you mentioned. Um, how about this in the NBA? Favorites, 7-1 straight up and against the spread on Sunday after 6-0 straight up and against the spread on Saturday for a weekend that was 13-1 straight up and against the spread over the last two days. Lone upset was by the smallest dog on the card with the Mavericks plus 1.5, beating the Hawks 103-94. to As he notes, over-under split 4-4. But it was a chalky, chalky weekend in the association. And one of those two, by the way, which we'll get to as well because I know you have some numbers behind this Knicks and Lakers uh, matchup. One of them was a massive blown lead by the New York Knicks, but still yeah. favorites ruled the weekend. Yeah, I watched that Knicks-Lakers game, too, and you, you could kind of sense that the uh, the Knicks were going to blow the lead. I could see that coming. But, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, 13-1 for the uh, favorites, but uh, the Mavericks, I, I believe you said, opened yep. as favorites and closed as dogs. So it's, it's almost like a clean sweep for the favorites. Uh, this weekend in the association, yeah, uh, which I would think is going to be bad for the bookmakers, but at the same time, uh, I don't think the books are going to be uh, too bothered. They're not going to get crushed by a couple bad days in the NBA. Right, two days in the NBA is not a comparison of like a weekend of football, right? In no. terms of the handle and the action and what you're going to get there. So while public betters probably did, it's just uh, have a very good rare to do you ever see a clean sweep like that on right. a weekend, and uh, that's what just happened. I'm trying to pull up really quickly from let's see, so. Yeah, last week, um, favorites went to 33, and th this is from, so we're coming up on Tuesday, uh, so this would be the week prior to the one that just passed, mm -hmm. uh, from, but this is a, we do the, uh, the weekly betting report and points for weekly. Uh, it's been kind of a chalky stretch, though. Uh, favorites last week, 33 and 20 against the spread. They had 40 outright wins in the NBA, so it's been a stretch where uh, these favorites are coming in. Uh, overs are starting to bring it back to the middle of the pack last week, 30-22-2, so a chalky stretch of action for the association. We'll see if that continues. Now, we mentioned the comeback from the Los Angeles Lakers over the weekend. Also worth noting, because entering Saturday, the Lakers had lost 104 straight games when trailing by at least 21 points. Longest such active streak in the NBA. Well, make it 1-104, one because the Lakers came storming back against the New York Knicks on Saturday, ended up winning in overtime, 
uh, and a collapse by the Knicks that uh, it's not going well. I don't know if you saw the video, Julius Randle getting a fight with the uh, the computer nerd comes over to like show him some footage and he slaps the computer out of his hand. Thibodeau mm-hmm. had to address it today. Uh, Knicks seem to be on a little bit of a meltdown, but LeBron comes back and lo and behold, Lakers win. And the Lakers win despite Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that's that too. Who played really poorly in that game. And uh, that's, I think, the biggest... Yeah, the Lakers come back and win a game, but they got bigger problems. And when you look at the big picture for the Lakers, there's um, got to be a lot of concern about how Russell Westbrook's not fitting in with this team. Yeah, he'll have a big game every now and then, and people say, "Well, it's you know, it's going to work. Uh, maybe the Lakers can get their act together." But more often than not, it's not working for the Lakers. And uh, let's face it, they were lucky that the Knicks. Uh, fell apart, and they were able to come back. How do you fall down 21 points to a team like the Knicks on your home floor in a situation like that? Uh, I just don't think Russell Westbrook's the right point guard for that team. And, in fact, when you watch that comeback, when did the Lakers play their best on the offensive end when LeBron ran the point? And uh, LeBron's still – he's still the guy who's got to be the point for the offense. Yeah. um, One of ten from the floor is not going to cut it if you're Russell. How many turnovers? Four. One for ten from the floor with four turnovers, and uh, yeah, he had six assists. Positive assist turnover ratio. That, that is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I, I made this point. I was talking about this. I, I think it was. I don't know where I was talking about this, but because I, the Lakers are a really interesting case study, right? Because they are, they're not good. We'll put it that way, right? They're probably going to be a play-in team. They're a fine, they're a fine squad. But right now, at twenty-six and twenty-eight they're still a really popular play. Like, if you were to move the Lakers in the realm of where the Clippers are right now, which is, like, at the Westgate Superbook, like 100 to 1, mm-hmm. you get inundated with Lakers money. Sure, but because of LeBron. And that's, right. that's only because of LeBron and, you know, Anthony Davis, obviously, uh, when he's healthy, you still got two of the best players in the NBA. The Clippers don't have two of the best players in the NBA. No. no offense to your Clippers, but Kawhi and Paul George are sitting courtside in street clothes. But if anybody thinks, if they're looking at this team and going like, hmm, might be some value on like 17 or 18 to 1. An identically power-rated no. team in the Clippers are 100 to 1 at one book to win the, the NBA uh, finals. This team right here is in the range of like 17 to 20 to 1. It gives oh, you an idea of how little value Absolutely you're not. Absolutely not what I even consider betting on the Lakers at 20 to 1, even 25 to 1. Uh, but if you bump them up, you, that's why you can't bump them up too high. You can't put them up 50 to right. 1 or higher because when you got Davis, AD, and uh, LeBron, you've always got a chance. You, you got a chance to be good. And the Lakers could make some moves. I'm not sure what moves they can make. Uh, I think they made the wrong moves for the most part in the offseason, but it's, it's a little bit got to be a little bit disturbing to be. Is this year three or year four of LeBron in LA? I think it's year four. Is year four is right? Right. Because we had the shortened pandemic season when the Lakers won the title in 2020. And that was the second year. Yeah. So uh, I think it's got to be disturbing that he's still playing at this high a level, which is a really high level, yep. and the Lakers are this bad. Yep. He's just missing more games because you know it's hard to play that much right. and be available. Five games on the card tonight, by the way. Uh, it's an interesting card. There are a couple of games that are worth checking out. Not the deepest card of the NBA. That's tomorrow. There's going to be 11 games on the schedule. Uh, one worth watching, though, and keeping an eye on. How about the Raptors and the Hornets? So this opened up pick with a total of 225.5. Uh, right now on the road, Raptors, one-and-a-half point favorite. Total of 224, depending on where you look. Uh, but the Hornets, 0-4 straight up, 1-3 against the spread in their last four. 2-6 and six straight up but against the spread in their last eight. But Sky seems to be falling. James Booknight, the young rookie, Almost tried to get in a fight with James Borrego on the mm, sideline over mm. the weekend. Got pulled back to the locker room. Who would have won that fight? <laughs> <laughs> I think well, Borrego looks sneaky athletic. I think he could get him. Um, also, LaMelo Ball getting benched in that loss to the mm. Miami Heat. Only played six minutes in the second half. Uh, so this open pick got to Raptors three at one point. 
I can understand the buyback. Like, if, from a matchup standpoint, uh, the Hornets should be able to get up and down the floor. They should be able to operate their offense. Raptors not great in terms of rim protection. So, like, there's things they can do. It's just, do you want to buy on the bad news? Right, the market seems to have because it got to as high as three. But uh, I'm out. Hornets are not in a good spot right I'm now. I'm out on the Hornets. Yeah, completely out on the Hornets. Last week you had a play on the Hornets. I thought made a lot of sense when they were playing the Cavs. Oh, we opened and, up a thirty to fifteen lead in the first quarter, and they came up short yep. and lost the game. And I said, all right, this you can't buy into this Hornets team. I didn't make the bet that night. I said bet made a lot of sense. I wanted to see how it turned out. It didn't turn out well for the Hornet. Michael Jordan's been a disaster as a uh, team owner. I think there's been some positives. There's a lot of good young talent here, but uh, it seems to it's it's not fitting as well as we thought. But you know, it does fit well. How many you, playoff? How many playoffs win? We'll, we'll research that. How many playoff none. wins does he have in his territory? <laughs> okay. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game, and right now you can sign up and get our free big game betting guide. Digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit slash Super Bowl to get your free guide. Get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Paul Stone joins us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you getting ready to watch the big game? We want to make sure VSIN is a big part of your plans on Championship Weekend. We have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com, leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. This is our fifth birthday of VSIN, our sixth Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. Let's get to Paul Stone straight out of Texas, JVT. Well, let's do it. Paul is nice enough to give us time today. And speaking of Texas, well, down in Austin, there's a pretty good college basketball game to discuss. Kansas is going to head over, take on the Longhorns here. Paul's with us now. And, Paul, uh, we appreciate some time. So uh, let's talk about this matchup and where you believe this Texas program is at. Before we get to this specific game, uh, coming off of this uh, win over Iowa State, what have you made of Chris Beard's job up to this point? A little rough in three-game or four-game stretch. Losses to Okie State, Iowa State, and Kansas State, but seems to have right the ship. Yeah, well, first of all, great to be on with you guys. You know, this Texas team, uh, you know, obviously uh, the roster was – in the offseason through the transfer portal with uh, Chris Beard taking over for Shaka Smart. But I think it's fair to say, you know, this Texas team hadn't quite measured up to a lot of people's expectations to this point. You know, I know some people had them ranked as high as number two in the preseason, and they hadn't been quite that good. 
Uh, but this is a deep team. I think that's been one of their, their problems. They're still playing a 10-man rotation. They have 10 players averaging 12 minutes or more. I don't know if any team in the nation has that kind of rotation at this point. But one positive for Texas, especially offensively, where they've struggled throughout most of the year trying to find an offensive identity, is the recent play of Marcus Carr. And he's one of those transfers. He's a Canadian Import, who played uh, at the University of Minnesota last year, was first-team All-Big Ten last year. Many considered him to be the best transfer in the entire portal, signed with the University of Texas. And again, like many of the Longhorns, he struggled offensively uh, up until about the last six or seven games. In these last seven games, he's averaged 14.3 points a game, hit 13 of 31 three-pointers hitting his free throws. Uh, guy's kind of starting to find his way in Chris Beard's uh, offense. So that's a big plus for Texas. Uh, they're a defensive team. Come tournament time, you know, the, the games can get really ugly, and Texas leads the entire nation in scoring defense at 54.9 points per game. Also ranks in the top 20 uh, in effective defensive field goal percentage uh, at 45%. So this is a real good defensive team. Pretty good free throw shooting team at 75%. But the one thing that they lack this season that they're going to be looking for tonight down in Austin is a signature win. Uh, Texas hasn't defeated to this point a conference team that currently has a winning record in conference play. Uh, the Longhorns did uh, thrash TCU by 23 points uh, back on January 25th in Fort Worth. But the Horned Frogs only 4-4 four and four at this point, so not a winning record uh, in Big 12 play. So that's going to be what the Longhorns are going to be out to do tonight, to beat a Kansas team that clearly is one of the better teams in the nation uh, at home in Austin and get that signature win. Okay, Paul Stone's a tough critic. I, I think the Longhorns have several big-time wins on the resume. I'm going to start with Houston Baptist, San Jose State, Cal Baptist, Sam Houston, Rio Texas Grand Rio Grande, uh, Alabama State. Pine Bluff. And, come on, Paul. You got some big wins on the Longhorns resume. Actually, the win over Tennessee uh, a week and a half ago, when was that? January 29th. It was not that impressive because the Longhorns barely held on, blew a big lead to win that one 52-51 against Rick Barnes' team. Uh, but let's talk about the last week or so with uh, the Longhorns. I, I felt like the Longhorns were led to slaughter in Lubbock. Uh, they were uh, kind of sacrificial lambs in that game. Paul, that was your biggest bet of the college basketball season. Texas Tech, you said, by double digits over Texas. And you were right, 77-64. to The Longhorns bounce back. I bet them in the bounce-back spot on Saturday as eight-point favorites against Iowa State. And uh, they pulled away big time in the second half to beat down T.J. Altsberger's team in a coaching mismatch, 63-41. to You talked about defense leading the nation in scoring defense. Kansas played a really good defensive game against Baylor over the weekend, that 83-59 to win. Now, Baylor's best three-point shooter did not play in that game, so it was easy, I think, for uh, Kansas to, to defend the, the, uh, the screen roll action and uh, a lot of the things Baylor likes to do to, to free up their three-point shooters. But when you look at two teams playing this well defensively, Paul, how do you look at the total in tonight's game, and did you bet the side or the total? Texas opened in some spots a one-point favorite last night. Now you can find uh, Kansas minus one or one-and-a-half and a total of 132. Right. I actually saw Texas uh, on the overnight, I think, at one and a half when okay. I first saw it pop up. So it has uh, it has moved. The money has come in on Kansas. And it's a tough – the side is really tough for me to get a, uh, a great feel for. Uh, you know, this Kansas team, first of all, they're not invincible by any stretch. I mean, right. they're coming off a, a great victory at home over Baylor. 
Uh, but prior to that, of course, they beat Iowa State before that, I guess, by nine on the road four days before beating Baylor. But prior to that, in their previous seven games, only five and two, and in those five victories, four of those by three points or fewer. So it's not like they've just been dominating everybody. Uh, they do have the best offensive player on the floor tonight, obviously, in uh, Ochai uh, Agbaji, uh, a guy who averages 21 a game that Texas will really uh, be uh, honed in on to shut down. But uh, the side, again, I don't have a great opinion. The total, I was hoping it would come out about 137. I think it opened about 135, 134 and a half, and now down to 132 I'm seeing in some corners. But I would still, you know, this game I'm not going to be heavily involved in, but the, the total playing in under would be where I would look. You know, Texas needs to, you know, kind of play ugly. You know, they need to play defense. They need to uh, – push and shove a little bit and, you know, kind of three yards in the cloud of dust if they're going to have a chance. If uh, Igbaji goes for 37 like he did a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, in a double-time victory over – a double-overtime victory, rather, over Texas Tech, uh, I don't think the Longhorns have a shot. So I would look at the, the, the under uh, if uh, you needed to have some action in this uh, showdown in the Big 12 tonight. All right, you can find uh, looks like 133 might be the highest number out there in the market still if you want to bet under the total. Uh, Paul, how about Virginia Duke, Arizona, Arizona State, or any smaller games on tonight's board that uh, you're going to play in college hoops? You know, I, like you said, you know, it's not the most attractive card from a, a standpoint of marquee games and really from a, from a betting standpoint as we get deeper in the year it becomes harder to find games. But that Arizona – Arizona State game, uh, Arizona, I think, laying 12 in uh, most corners. Uh, Arizona's off a couple of big-time home victories, uh, beating uh, UCLA by 10 on Thursday and UC, uh, USC rather by 9 on Saturday. But you look at this Sun Devil team off clearly uh, their top performance of the season, an 87-84 triple overtime win over UCLA on Sunday. Arizona State in that game has three players uh, logged 45 minutes or more I had a couple of others who played 39 or more minutes. I just think Arizona, even though they're given 12, I think they're a little more capable, uh, you know, in a game like this where both teams might be a little bit low on both emotional and physical fuel. I think Arizona better equipped to bounce back on short notice. So I might take uh, Arizona small and lay the 12. And then a game down here in the the state of Texas, um, I'm going blank on the – on the game, North Texas actually playing Utah, Utah North Texas. Denton, right? North Texas playing ten. I like this North Texas team. Utah off uh, UTEP rather off a uh, road victory over Rice a couple of days ago. Uh, I think uh, UNT North Texas uh, defeats the Miners by more than ten points tonight. All right, North Texas number nine hundred on the rotation. If uh, you want to follow Paul Stone on that game, North Texas Mean Green uh, picked up a tournament win last year, and they're still pretty good right now. Okay. Also straight out of Texas, JVT's Matthew Stafford. And Paul Stone's got a bet on the Super Bowl. All right, Paul, fill us in. What do you got? You know, this, this Cincinnati team, uh, you know, obviously they've had some, uh, some close calls. But uh, I've got uh, Cincinnati plus four and a half. Uh, you look at uh, a Cincinnati team that's, uh, I don't know if this is unprecedented or not, but just looking at this game, it's really uh, interesting. I like the trajectory of this team. But they're the betting underdog now for the 11th time in 20 games this season. So they've been the betting underdog more than they've been the favorite this season, and they're playing for the Super Bowl title. 
They've already won seven games outright as the betting underdog. Joe Burrow seems to have that, you know, that championship quality, that it factor, uh, that Burrow magic, if you will. So uh, we're getting points as well. So I like the Bengals plus four and a half. It's going to be critical uh, how Cincinnati deals with that uh, Los Angeles pass rush after uh, they gave up nine sacks in that uh, victory over the Titans a couple of games ago. Uh, the Rams obviously very good with the pass rush with uh, Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and some of those guys. So that's going to be interesting to watch to see how clean they can keep Burrow in the pocket in the Super Bowl. Paul, you're a totals guy. You did not bet the total. You're not pl- planning to play the total. I'm not. You know, I am really, as you know, Matt. I'm, I'm kind of a. Uh, I kind of follow the the NFL. You know, I follow it fairly closely, but my uh, my priority and my focus is on college football. So I didn't even look at. In some past years, I've had time to look over the props and uh, have actually been out there before for the uh, release of the props there at the Westgate. But I'm just so tied up with college basketball and golf these days that uh, I'm just not watching it that close. So I just have this bet, and uh, it's a pretty. Uh, Smaller bet. Uh, All right. Paul Stone, host of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Paul, good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Y'all have a great week. Check Paul. out the podcast, too. By the way, Matthew Stafford, straight out of Highland Park High School in Dallas. Come back. We have a lot left to get to here in the last 30 on the edge. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of this show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows. Download, listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. Get beating the book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights, Josh Applebaum, plus Hardwood Handicapper special episode early this week. Aaron Rennig's going to be on the pod all about cross-sport NBA props for the Super Bowl. Lombardi Line, follow the buddy, my guys in the desert, coast-to-coast hoops, and many more. All free and available now. vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We're not done with college basketball. There's two games I think right. we're hitting on really quickly, right? Uh, first off, very impressed with Duke. I mean, I get that North Carolina is not a, in the best situation at this point right now, uh, but was re-watching that early uh, yesterday morning, and they allowed – it looked like North Carolina was going to get back into that game in the second half. Humans, and all of a sudden, Duke uh, just puts the foot down and starts to cruise ahead and ultimately wins that game by 20 points. So now we come back here, back at home, 11.5-point favor, total 129. Is this the – is this the letdown spot after beating a rival like that over the weekend? Well, typically what you look at with uh, Duke when you got North Carolina games is you, you want to bet the, against the Blue Devils before and after they played North Carolina because they're going to look ahead spot before and a flat spot after. And, uh, well, they I, took care of business before against Notre Dame. Uh, they did. Right. And obviously uh, I, didn't, I didn't bet against yeah. uh, Duke in that game. I just don't, don't believe in this Notre Dame team. I, I'm not sure how Mike Bray's got this team to win as many games right. in the ACC as he has. But he's done a pretty good job with this Irish team. And the Irish won again over the weekend at NC State. Uh, but uh, this might surprise a lot of people. I updated my college hoops power rankings at about uh, 4 a.m. this morning. And uh, Duke is number one. What? Yeah, you're stunned, no, aren't wow, you? Wow, that's stunned. incredible, yeah. Duke's my number one team right now. Kentucky's number two. And, Ooh, uh, I like it. I like Kentucky, man. Kentucky's <laughs> two, uh, Auburn three, Gonzaga four, and Purdue five. And uh, five and six play each other tomorrow, Illinois at Purdue. Uh, Illinois is my number six team. Uh, I thought I, I made that number four and a half tomorrow. I just saw it open six and a half. I'll be on the Illini in that game, a conference revenge spot at Mackey Arena. 
on Tuesday night. But uh, quick request to the graphics crew downstairs. Uh, it says number <laughs> nine next to Duke here. Please, that is uh, the number one team in the country. Well, that's the, that's the thing right now. If you want to bet Duke on the futures, there's value right now. And uh, Santos, that's, I'm making a joke. It's yeah, that's a joke. Yeah. Duke's number nine in the AP poll, but uh, what? Uh, Number, number one of my power rankings, and I actually, when you watch Duke, and we talked about this, and we had a, a rare video that was put out on v Live from our show Friday, <laughs> previewing the, uh, the North Carolina, the Duke-North Carolina game, and uh, we said Duke should win that game. It's a more talented, tougher team, and uh, when you watch it, that's exactly how it played out. North Carolina is so weak defensively, and Dawson Garcia has been out, so when he comes back, I think the Tar Heels are going to be a better team. I like Garcia a lot, but without him, North Carolina is not very deep and just doesn't have a lot of options and, and is missing a key defender. Duke has got so many scoring options and guys who are just physically mature. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a physically tough team. And uh, I'm very impressed by, uh, I think, Duke's upside. And that's my number one team. Now, I will say between number one and number 10, there's not much space. Uh, it's not like Duke is far ahead the number one team. It's very tight, actually, between the number one and number ten teams. Can't take it back, rankings. though. They're, they're your number one but team. But they are my number one team right now. Duke is, and I think if you're looking at futures and you can find the number out there in double digits, bet Duke to win the whole thing because you know that Coach K is going to get set up with a red carpet uh, from the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. Mm-hmm. Duke's going to have a good draw and a, a, a probably a, a pretty good road to uh, uh, the Elite Eight. So... Uh, as far as this game tonight, I would lean Virginia a little bit of plus 12, but I, I just can't bet it. I'm not sure Virginia has the horses to hang with Duke for 40 minutes, and I expect the Blue Devils maybe to be a little bit flat early. And the one thing about Virginia, too, Tony Bennett's got this team to play better. Uh, the Cavaliers were kind of a, a clown show early in the season. They got blown out by Houston. There were some games where they looked really bad. Mm-hmm. But they bounced back, and I'm not sure if it's an indictment of Miami or what, but a 13-point win over Miami over the weekend, I thought, was a positive sign for Bennett's team. This is the, the spot where you'd want to take the points with Virginia. If you can still get 12, I'm going to see if I can still find 12 out there in the market. Uh, it looks like 11 and a half is the best you can do right now. Uh, there was a 13 out there in the opener, so there's been some sharp money on Virginia. I'm probably going to pass on that game. Let's talk uh, Arizona, Arizona State. <clears throat> That's where I wanted to go next because we saw some openers at 14. Uh, we're down to 12, 11 and a half with a total of 143. Now over the weekend, uh, big second half from Arizona, only led by one at the break, but then dropped 43 points in the second half against USC to pull away, win that game by uh-huh. nine. But we remember when these two teams met last, uh, this was actually in Tucson, and uh, Arizona State actually gave them a run for their money. Ended up losing 67 to 56, but a disjointed effort from Arizona. So two-part question here. Uh, I guess it's not revenge exactly, uh, but Arizona is kind of looking to get a little bit more of a fluid effort from this team against the Sun Devils, who are coming off, by the way, a triple overtime win against UCLA. Yeah, and I watched almost the whole thing. And uh, the Sun Devils played their best game of the year by far. They, You know, when you have the number three team in the country comes into your place and you've had a crappy season, uh, you definitely got something to play for. You say, hey, if we beat UCLA, we knock off the top five team, it kind of makes everything a little bit better. And uh, it gives us something to remember this uh, really bad season uh, with. And uh, Arizona State played like uh, that was a season-making, a season-defining type of game. Uh, hey, we, this is how good we can be. A desperate dog. They were, it was a desperate home dog and uh, played like it. And also, I thought UCLA was a little bit off in that game. If you watched uh, Johnny Juzang and uh, uh, UCLA's guards, they just didn't have it. N- nobody for UCLA really brought their A game Saturday night. And Arizona State... 
probably should have finished off the game in regulation, uh, screwed up a couple times, uh, fouled the guy with one second on the shot clock, 60 feet from the basket. There was just a, some real bad mistakes, and that's why uh, part, part of the reason the Sun Devils had such a bad season, they made a bunch of dumb mistakes, and you find ways to lose games. But uh, they found a way to win it, and uh, I, I think what's going to happen here is uh, Arizona's just going to be too – uh, too physically imposing for the Sun Devils. If you watch Arizona State, they just don't have a, don't have strength on the front line. What's Arizona's got? Arizona's got the strongest front line in the country. Right. Uh, you're talking about the biggest, strongest teams on the front line. You start with Arizona, then you talk about Purdue next. But Arizona's when Arizona's guards are hitting, uh, that's a tough team to stop. I've got Arizona number seven in my power ratings right now, but I could easily have Arizona up to number uh, two or three when the guards start playing a little bit better again. Uh, but there's been a mini-shooting slump. I didn't think the Wildcats were all that impressive last week against UCLA or USC. Um, but when March rolls around, nobody's going to want to see this Arizona team. Look at that front line. you got uh, you got three guys, essentially, who are, can just pound you around the rim. And um, not many teams can contend with that. And I think that's going to be Arizona State's biggest problem is the mismatch on the front line tonight. Now, I don't like to lay double digits on the road, so I'm not going to play it. And there's no injury here, right? I don't believe so. The only, the only reason I ask is, uh, one, because we see the move from 14 to 11 and a half, so it's not that big of a deal. But also, we rarely see the market move so far off of these Ken Palm projections. This is a 16-point win yeah. by these Ken Palm numbers projected uh, for Arizona. Yeah, it's so. just a big number to lay on the yeah. road. So no, I, I won't even lay 12 on the road, even though I think Arizona has a clear matchup advantage. I don't think there's a, a key player out for the Wildcats tonight. But... um you know, a rivalry game, typically the uh, the road favorite's not going to be laying 15 like this against an Arizona State team that does have talent and is capable and just proved it by beating the, a top-five team on its home floor over the weekend. That was a hell of a game. I have to give Arizona State and Bobby Hurley credit for hanging in there and continuing to fight, and a couple times it looked like they completely blew the game against the Bruins. Yep. All right, so that, that's pretty much the college basketball card. There's a lot of other smaller matchups, but there's going to be. I'm going to have uh, at least two or three plays on the Tuesday card. I know that for sure. I'm looking at the Tuesday openers right now, and uh, I'll put those plays out tomorrow morning on the Follow the Money Show and here on the Edge. Oh, Tuesday! Uh, Tuesday is going to be a good, uh, yeah. good basketball day overall because there's some good college hoops games and a uh, a massive NBA card. Eleven well. games in the association tomorrow. Yeah, man, it's going to be nuts. Uh, all right, so speaking of the association, really quickly, we can spend a couple of minutes on this. So um, we're going to touch on these throughout the week. These cross-sport props that are up uh, over at the Westgate Superbook, they did a tremendous job. You know, you see one or two here or there. Uh, there are three pages worth of these things in the Superbook uh, prop sheet that you can go out and get or you can find online. And uh, these are definitely worth sifting through. And uh, there's, there's value to be had. You can bet some of these, right, these uh, rarely bet things. Uh, but I thought I wanted to throw at least one at you here. We got a lot. And we could talk about this first one here, the Super Bowl week cross-sport props. Evan Mobley points and rebounds against Matthew Stafford completions, Matt Humans. Matthew Stafford, of course, completions minus two and a half. So I was kind of running through some of the numbers and matchups here. And if you look at my starting point for all of these is you look at like season averages first and you go on from there to see what's going on. So season averages, if you take points or rebounds together, we're talking about 23 for Mobley and a, a, a season average of 23.8 in terms of completions for Stafford. But I think now you have to factor in the opponent, and I think it's a pretty bad matchup here for Mobley. If Joel Embiid's going to play, you're talking about Evan Mobley needing to at least, I would think, get to in the range of 23, again, points and rebounds against a really good interior defense, against a, um, a, a big center who is one of the best defensive rebounding guys in the NBA, in Joel Embiid. It just seems like it's a really poor situation. And on the other end, you know me, I think Stafford's set to have a pretty big game here against this Bengals secondary. Mm -hmm. So uh, out of all of these, uh, this is the one that I've circled first. 
Give me Matthew Stafford completions, minus two and a half here against Evan Moby points, rebounds against the 76ers. Yeah, I think you have to uh, pencil in Stafford for somewhere around 25 to 27 completions. His, pro- his prop is 24 and a half, so it gives you a baseline to start from. But yeah, 23 to 25. Depending on how the game goes, you'd think around 25. So yeah, uh, by the way, Jeff Sherman and the uh, guys at the Westgate do a great job on these pros- cross-sport props. I spent a, uh, too much time last night trying to find an edge on some of the golf-related yeah. props. And it's like, man, they made some good numbers. All right, we'll come back. Uh, best bets and more here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Best Bets brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. A fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage, a cigarette dip or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find. Locate a store near you. Go to zyn.com slash find. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Breaking news, Matt Humans from 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Todd Dewey over at the Las Vegas Review Journal, your former cohort. Same better, he reports, that made the $522,500 bet to win $475,000 on the Rams minus four on January 31st over at Caesars, has decided to come back. Made another $522,500 bet to win $475K on Saturday. Caesars went back to four for a few hours, so he laid that four. Caesars also just took a 400K bet to win 200K on the Rams' money line at minus 200. So a couple of big bets coming in, although you could have, you know, you shop around, you can get like minus 195. Or I just I don't understand the guys who make those type of bets at minus 200 when you know you had a chance to lay a better money line price than that, and you're going to have a chance to lay a better money line price or than you, that. Why, you why are you laying minus 200? Not even going to, right? There, there's better than 200 right. out on the board, right? There's a dollar 95 here. There's going to be a buck 80 <laughs> out there at some point this week. I mean, right. I don't consider those sharp bets. Wait, what? Big bets are always sharp. Bets, <laughs> no, they're not. What? Sometimes really sharp bettors make really small bets. Thanks, man. 
<laughs> it was too easy. It was too easy. Some of the dumbest bets are the biggest bets you hear about. Anyway. Uh, all right. A uh, recap from Friday. Uh, two L's uh, in the uh, the NBA. Uh, you may, We talked about this briefly. The Hornets minus four and a half. Open up a pretty big lead. Drop 30 in the first quarter against uh, the Cavaliers. Feeling good. Looks like they're actually going to uh, maybe roll out to a victory there. Ultimately doesn't happen. Uh, they end up losing by one. And the Nets, uh, for those who don't remember, got NBA'd there. Took four and a half. Number went down to three. And, oh, no, James Harden hamstring a couple hours before the game. He's not going to play. Closes five jazz. End up winning comfortably there. So, By the two way, losses Friday. Yeah. Uh, you lost in that Hornets game. 11 seasons yeah. of Michael Jordan's ownership. Hornets made the playoffs twice. Mm-hmm. And one of those times was last year when they got uh, KO'd by the Pacers. Right? Technically then not because it was a play-in game, right? So, Well, that would have been uh, the play-in tournament. So I guess that would have been the third time. Mm-hmm. They made the, If you call that – do you call that if they, you're in the play-in tournament? Do you call that making the playoffs? I would say no, no. because it doesn't cash a yes okay. ticket for you. Okay, so they've only made the playoffs officially twice in 2014 and 2016. Mm. Uh, I'm really surprised Michael Jordan has been as poor uh, as an owner, has, has done such a poor job as an owner. Well, sometimes you kind of expect the players that you draft to be you, and it doesn't really work out that way, you know. Did he expect Kimba Walker to be him? Uh, I don't know, but you know, you've we've heard that all before, right? The really yeah. good, the guys who are the greatest at their sport have trouble coaching or being in, in positions of leadership because it came so easy for me. What's the problem? Be good. Magic Johnson was not a great coach. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. No. He's not a great front office guy. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Uh, I will say that uh, I thought Larry Bird did a great job coaching the Pacers yeah. in the '90s. Uh, Bird was a really he was a damn good uh, head coach. That was one of the guys who who knew how to do the job. All right, let's get to. Uh, did it the right uh, way. Best bets over the weekend, by the way. I had a loss in Colorado State Friday night, minus two and a half. Ah, uh, yeah, the revenge spot didn't really work. But San Diego State, storming back. In One game. of the most painful de- defeats of the college hoop season. Colorado State led by 20 with nine minutes to go, led by 12 with two, two minutes to go, <laughs> and won the game by one point. Uh, but like I said, well, I was talking with Tim Murray about this last week when he bet a one-and-a-half-point favorite to one by one. A lot of times when I bet small favorites – I will uh, lay the money line price yeah. as well, and um, maybe maybe just lay the money line price. In that game, I actually laid the two and a half with Colorado State overnight, and then I also bet the money line at minus 170, so I made out okay, but typically um, if I'm betting a one, one and a half, two, two and a half point favor, I'll just bet the money line because I hate to get burned by a one or two point win, which is exactly what happened with Colorado State. Anyway... Had a pretty good Saturday in college hoops. Three games that rolled in with no sweat uh, Saturday night. How about Duke, mm-hmm. Kentucky, mm-hmm. and Gonzaga? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoa, no, no, no. You had to sweat that. BYU got off to a 5 to nothing lead. <laughs> it looked like they were about to roll. Jeez. I think they got us. Did they give up like a 17-2 to two run after that or something? Boy, things have gone bad for BYU. One best bet, and uh, I'm gonna have, I went ahead and pulled the trigger here in the Super Bowl and took the four and a half with the Bengals. So I'm on the same page with uh, Paul Stone. I'm uh, taking the points with the dog. I, if, you had, if I had to call a score prediction, and I'm going to be asked, I know, to, to uh, send in some score predictions for some uh, – Different uh, media outlets this week. I'm going to pick the Rams to win the game by three. Number four? I know you laid three and a half with the Rams. I mean, I mean, Rams winning by four would make everybody happy. Yeah. Not the books. That, that'd, but... be, that'd be okay with me, too. <laughs> uh, though I think I'm going to bet the props will the prop will the game be decided by exactly three points at uh, four to one odds. But I do think it's going to be a tight game. And uh, 
I'm taking a four and a half with Joe Burrow, who you know is a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, the yeah. Burrow bloodlust is going to get him there. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. born in Ames, Iowa. When he was a young kid, his dad took a job, and he moved to Fargo, North Dakota. That's a Wes Reynolds stat right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then his dad took another job in Athens, Ohio, and uh, he grew up in Ohio. Look at that. Uh, Joey B. What a An Ohio for kid. He's got a lot of pride playing for the Bengals. Uh, Matthew Stafford, as I said, out of Highland Park High School in Dallas, Texas. Uh, there he is. Close, for, cl- close to Paul Stone's neighborhood. There he is. Um, Matthew Stafford. Not well, soft Matthew Stafford. Wait a minute. What? Is, that's the graphic is not correct. Touchdowns, four interceptions, 17. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Stafford's got more than four touchdown passes this season. Anyway. Proofreading, always important before you put the graphics up. Joe Burrow, 34 TDs, 14 interceptions. Just going to assume and, that's uh, correct. F- first three playoff wins of his career, just like Matthew now, Stafford. Anyway, I, I did pull – it's not a big bet, but I did pull the pull the trigger on the Bengals plus four and a half. Uh, I did think it was a, a good note from Paul Stone, too, by the way. Uh, just like it, it seemed the market, the market's view of Cincinnati a little askew. Uh, a team that has been an underdog in more uh, more of the games they have played this year than favored, uh-huh. and yet here they are in the Super Bowl getting ready to play. Now, they were down big, and if uh, Patrick Mahomes actually executes that play at the end of the first half correctly, who knows? Maybe this is a Chiefs mm-hmm. and Rams Super Bowl, but uh, if the thing, they if, didn't. If Jakorski Tart doesn't drop the punt to Matthew Stafford throw him, maybe yeah, the 49ers minutes. were in yeah, the Super nine Bowl. nine minutes left. You can make a lot of ifs. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about a play at the end of the first uh, half. There's the nine minutes left in the game. Matthew Stafford, <laughs> leaving too much time. He can make some magic happen, all right? We've seen him do it a lot. Uh, okay, with that, uh, in the last couple of minutes, uh, we didn't touch on, uh, there are a couple of other games in the NBA. Uh, there's five on the card overall. Worth noting a couple of things here. One, I, uh, so the Jazz right now are an eight-point favorite. Humans are the total of 218.5. So we talked about the Knicks who blew that lead on Saturday uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers. If you need any indicator of the, the market's perception of the New York Knicks at this point right now, mm-hmm. uh, look no farther than this game. The Jazz still don't have Rudy Gobert out there. Right. The, right and they're laying eight here against the New York Knicks. Uh, they were just laying five and a half against the Nets the other day without James Harden. So it gives you an idea of how low the perception is of this Knicks team at this point. It seems pretty strong given the fact that we know that Rudy Gobert is not going to be out there and how poor this team has been defensively, the uh, Utah Jazz, without him on the floor. Uh, I would expect that maybe there's some buyback, but that's probably a, a really – that's an interesting game because I think these are two actually teams that aren't that far away from each other as currently constructed, but the market uh, seems to think otherwise. And the other thing is the Golden State Warriors, don't look now, up to a 13-point favorite over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Lou Dort, questionable. Uh, they've got a lot of other injuries and absences there for the Thunder. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, of course, been out for a while. We know that Jake Gilgis Alexander ain't out there, uh, but – the Golden State Warriors, I'm going to make sure I get this right here, this ruining streak that they're on. Mm-hmm. Eight no straight up in the last eight games. Been ripping off wins left and right. And uh, not a surprise, Steph Curry, uh, Steph Curry, last four games, 48.8% from deep. So shocking. All of a sudden, the offense turns around. And why? Because Steph Curry is starting to shoot the ball a little bit better, huh? Well, he had a, uh, he had a tough January shooting the ball. One of the worst months he's ever had. One of the worst calendar months he's had. But, you know, that's a thing in the NBA. You never press the panic button on a team like that because – when you got two months to go in the season, the regular season, this team can turn things around in a week, and that's kind of what's happened with Golden State. Yep, and also a trend to keep an eye on here. So the Chicago Bulls, tough situation, second leg of a back-to-back. Um, DeMar DeRozan actually played 41 minutes yesterday against Philadelphia, dropped 45 points, almost had a triple-double. Great, uh, but... 
13-4-1. That is a record of overs in the last, uh, what are we talking, 18 games for the Chicago Bulls. Over those 18 games, the second-worst defensive team, defensive rating of 119.4. That is the losses of Alex Caruso and, of course, Lonzo Ball. This has been a really poor Bulls team, and it is why uh, these totals have gotten a little bit high. It hasn't really moved that much. It actually has moved down a little bit here to 227. I would think that's factoring in some more absences. Zach Levine, Kobe White, questionable to play. Also a poor situation for Chicago. Uh, but just keep an eye on that. The Bulls, really poor defensively. All right, big uh, big card in the association on Tuesday, 11 games. You're going to be on uh, Follow the Money show with uh, me and Mitch Moss tomorrow morning you. at about what time? 5 a.m.? Uh, yeah, 6. What do you mean you? Oh, you're on at 6. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean you, though? I thought you said you were going to be up early. I thought we were going to get you on at 5. Oh, now, now that's a challenge. I'm on at 445. Paul that's Howard fine. is out tomorrow, so I'm going to be on that show, and you're going to be a guest. Mm, okay, yeah. interesting. I wonder what's going to happen here. Let's find out together tomorrow here on The Edge. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.